come on in. Welcome to the Dorsey Den. Sit your butt down. What's up, everybody? Another week. We back. I am DJ Dorsey. I am Maya Dorsey. And this is another edition of the Dorsey Den podcast. You know, we are back fresh from, we didn't give y'all anything last week. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah, and Maya was cooking, let's see, Thanksgiving was a Thursday. You started cooking like, what, Sunday? Yes. Sunday night? Mm-hmm. And was kind of working it every the whole since. week. Yeah, every since. And you did such a great job because this is the first we've hosted Thanksgiving before many times. Yeah, but this is the first time we had that many people. Yep, because it's usually kind of small. It was kind of like double the size of what we normally do. Yeah, it was double. We usually have about eight, nine, ten, about ten. 10, 12-ish, yeah. I would say it was about 22, 24 people here. Yeah, including kids, yeah. Yeah, so you did good. There was plenty to eat, and um, we had a ball. We had a ball. You, you cooked enough that a couple of days later, <laughs> there was another party because there was family that came in from California. Mm-hmm, from Florida. Alabama. Alabama, Florida. Florida. Yep. And... They were, you know, just kind of like before they left, wanted to get together again, and you had enough left over that you gave a, a pan of greens and a pan of mac and cheese. And potato for, salad. Oh, you get? And dressing. You gave all that up for that? Yes. I didn't see that. Yes. I didn't see that. I just knew about the greens and the mac and cheese, but, so we went over there two days later, was eating Thanksgiving again. <laughs> they just added some new meats to it. Yeah, it was like meatballs instead of turkey. Which yeah. was the meatballs, meatballs and chicken wings. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So we had a good Thanksgiving. Hope you all did too. We're officially in uh, Christmas music season. Yes. Um, I have I dusted mine off, you know, for a certain event uh, that I did. Uh, it dealt with Christmas trees. So, of course, I was playing Christmas music. Um, it's some new music. Um, Mariah Carey and Kirk Franklin, they got a song out that just came out. Together? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. I haven't heard that. Yep. Yeah, I have to go and look at my list and see what's hot and what's not. But I haven't I haven't seen that one. But. It's time to put the tree up. You going to help? I'll bring it up. <laughs> I don't know why you ask this question because every year it's the same answer. <laughs> Okay. Now here's the thing, though. I, I'm not. I'm not a big. I, you're a traditionalist. I'm not. Yes. You're very traditional. You celebrate every holiday. Where I'm kind of like to me. I'm not. It's not that I don't celebrate it. I just don't celebrate it the way everybody else does. To me, it's just. So how you celebrate it then? I, I use a day off that I get from work. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I mean, I, I honor it, but. A lot of stuff is just, to me, a lot of these holidays don't even mean what the holiday is. So, you know, I just... You create your own memories. Just like today... You, you can create your own memories. Just like today, Jay texted me and was like, are you going to do the 12 days of Christmas again? And I'm like, okay. Of course. So, I mean, I just started that last year because they're older now. So, I started that last year. Because the thing is, as the, when the kids are young... It's easy to get a lot of gifts because they don't cost that much. So, Barbies, you can get 10 Barbies, you know. Family Dollar. You know, you can go to the Dollar Tree, clean up. And little kids, his they name, don't care. His you, name might not be Ken, it might be Ben. But. Right, you know, but they don't care. But as they get older, you know, wanting shoes and clothes and um, ear pods and all this stuff, it costs 
way more. And so um, what I started last year, because it was a pandemic Christmas last year, still a pandemic Christmas technically, um, we knew we weren't going out of town. You know, our tradition is to travel for, for the holidays. We started that maybe like seven years ago. But um, we knew we couldn't travel. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go all out for Christmas. Plus, I'm going to do the 12 days of Christmas countdown just to give them something to look forward to. Um, and then we just did like a little small, excuse me, a small dinner Christmas day. I mean, it literally was like, what, eight of us? So... I didn't start or something because she texts me like, so um, you going to do the 12 days of Christmas again? Yeah, that's, that's one of them things. Don't start nothing. You ain't going to finish. And then I was like, cha-ching. Uh, I ain't put that in the budget for this year, but I'll these, figure something these out. These kids don't want no anything that's just three, four dollars. No, no. no. over. No, no. So, I mean, like, what I try to do is do things that I think they like, but that's not so expensive. So, like, going and getting them some Bath and Body Works stuff, right? Like, Jay gets All you got to do is turn it, tune into your email. That's it. So, it's like, Jay gets a, a lotion, hand, you know, a lotion, bath gel, spray, getting all the men's side. Like, that might be one of the days. Or new hat and gloves might be a new, you know, another. So, it's a tradition. And... I'm all for, I am a traditionalist in that sense. You're very traditionalist. Um, so I'm all about creating new traditions. Because it's funny, remember about a month ago, the kids was like, what traditions do we have? Oh, okay. Let me rewind. You said, how do I celebrate holidays? Mm-hmm. We would travel. We would travel. That was like my gift. It was. To the family. We like, for the pet, well, pre-pandemic we did a cruise two christmases in a row 2019 2018 mm-hmm. before that we would go to a resort in florida um atlanta atlanta yeah. like every we've been doing stuff every year yeah. so that to me creating the memories because to me the stuff the kids that get stuff and it'll last for a couple of days they happy yeah but to me the memories and you know me i'm big on taking pictures and backing them up because what was we in the living room doing the other day looking at pictures yes from years ago just random stuff to me those memories you can't you you can't erase that even if we didn't have even if we had a technology we got hair in my mouth we can't erase that so um that i would say that's the tradition that i love but it's been disrupted but um yeah, so we're at this place right now where this year I would say I probably worked the hardest that I've worked. 2019 I went went hard, but this year it was a different type of go hard. It's been it was a different type of go hard because I've been running. I COVID. COVID was one of those things. 2020 was one of those things where a lot of people got laid off. A lot of people quit. We still don't understand why. Um, Man. But from my job, it's just been snap, 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 snap. Go, 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 go. You manifested it. What did I say? And 2021 
it's gonna I'm gonna be instigating a whole lot of parties. Like I'm gonna be busy. I'm gonna be booked and busy. Mm. And you were from the time you know we got the clear. It's been on. You and you know you, you know did why, manifest it. Though. You know why I believed it too. You know why I believed that I was gonna be super like I was ready to party. Like 2020 stripped away me being able to instigate. Like I love what I do. Mm-hmm. But I started looking back at the um, uh, Spanish flu that happened in 1918. Mm-hmm. And that thing went on for a couple of years. It went on for like two years. But it was a thing that happened after the Spanish flu that caught my attention. And like in the 1920, 21, it's kind of symbolic. This, ours is starting in 18, it's starting in 19. But what happened was after that Spanish flu, and if that, everything was kind of like done or whatever, they said people party for like the next few years, just celebrating to be out of this pandemic. Right. So I always feel like history repeats itself. And just we've been stuck in the house for year. I mean, for a year. And when when outside opened up, people was ready to party. And I just believed. And I was I was giving y'all the heads up, like, look, I'm gonna be busy. And I have been going for the past. Whew, what are we? Ever since about May, June, I've been going like seven days. Probably a week. before that, because you got to think about graduation season. Yeah. So probably about in, April. But I don't think that mask mandate really lifted until like June, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. once that mask, I was going, but once that mask mandate lifted, yeah, you kicked it into a second gear. It yeah. was like, yeah, the next gear was kicked in. So. I've been going hard, 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 hard. I mean, you've been working hard, too. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, one thing that I'm learning about myself, here we are, and this is kind of like live. We're recording this today before we're going to put it out. And one thing that I recognized about me and observing is um, everybody needs rest. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a given, right? But I remember, I remember there was this this model. There was this thing that people would say, "Team no sleep," and I was. I remember even back then, I used to be like, "Nah, get some rest, y'all." I'm grateful for the work, and now I'm at a place where it's starting to slow down, because it's, it's we're in Ohio. It's it's cold, and. This is and, and it's the holidays. Usually this is kind of like corporate party season right now. And this is corporate party season is a real short window, like three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been slow this year, obviously, for obvious reasons. And um I've been going for like seven days a week, six, seven days a week for the past four to five to six months. And to be quite honest, what was it about a week ago? My body was like, yo, player, mm-hmm. sit your butt down. Um, like, I I kind of went under a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was affecting my sleep. I couldn't really sleep at night. I think I was probably like a crackhead. Like, I need to play some music. I need to go <laughs> DJ. But, I mean, I gave it everything I, I had. I gave it everything that I had this year. And... I just knew that people, music, I give a lot of applause to DJ D-Nice. Mm-hmm. 
I you know, I know some people probably be like, What's so special about him? Right place, right time, because music uplifts the souls of people. Mm-hmm. And he was just playing music for people in a time that people needed it. So he was going all day. So I give a lot of respect to him. So I think when I think about music uplifts people's souls, we had a lot of wedding reschedules and just parties. Yeah. Like weddings was my big thing as it usually is, but there was other parties that was just sprinkled in there that people was just ready to party. Now, there was this odd thing too where I would do some parties and I have to tell people like, why am I sitting there on y'all's phone? I would literally have to stop the music but like, yo, we've been in quarantine for a year. Y'all came to a party to sit here on the phone? My assumption is some people was just, I don't know, after you do something for a year, I don't know. But then I went to some events and people was just like, looking at me like, yo, when you going to start the music because we ready to do it? It was kind of like a mixture of both. But I gave it everything that I had. And the reason why I bring this up is when I think about relationships, I think about how much I always try to balance. You know what I mean? But I I, I knew this year I was going to go hard. But I always try to think about balance. And I'm at this role now where I'm like, I need to, uh, I'm 40. Our Jade, she's a teenager now. Mm-hmm. Our son, he's double digits now. They're, you know, I don't want, and I asked Jay when we was walking to the bus stop today, because I like to walk her to the bus stop every day, even though I don't need to, but I like to do it for the exercise. And I asked her, I was like, do you think I work too much? Like, and I was like, be honest. And she was like, no, I understand why you do it. And I'm like, but do you think I work too much? Because I don't want y'all to be in your 20s. And then you just be like, my daddy always worked. And she was like, no, I understand why you do it. And I was like, okay. Part of me is still kind of like, are you telling me the truth? And you asked Noah, that might be different. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, yes. I want you to be home more. But when I think about, there, there are some relationships where, one of the person, one of the people in a relationship, or sometimes both, there's a lot of work. Somebody might be working a lot, and we've seen it. We've seen it even within ministry where people lose their family because mm-hmm. they put the ministry, or people that's entrepreneurs they put the business careers. Yeah, they put the career over the relationship. Yep. And that's the one thing that I'm trying to balance in my mind. I'm 40. I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm an entrepreneur. How do you balance all that? You know what I mean? Because what I do, I work during the week, and my 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 business, my personal business that I own, takes place on the weekends. You know what I mean? So people be like, TGIF. I'm like, yeah, it's just starting for me. You know what I mean? So... I'm I'm just really just trying to balance this thing out. I would say being a entrepreneurial entrepreneur um, partner mm-hmm. for me, I'm a wife. Um, it's a lot of sacrifice because you know while you're thinking about the business, 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 and I'm in support of that. 
there's a lot of things that I want to do. Concerts, comedy shows, family parties, gatherings, dinners, whatever, that I have to go to alone. And it was funny because the people, the family that came from Florida finally met me. Right. And and, I, like, and we didn't see each other. This was the fourth time we've seen each other this year. He said to me, he was like. Out of town, by the way. He was like, man, I thought you was a ghost. Right. Because it's like, where's your husband? Where's your husband? Oh, he's DJing. He's working. He's DJing. He's working. And I do a lot of couples trips, and I'm the only solo. Um, but I've been some. Tiny bit. Tiny bit. But I've been to some, but I haven't been to most. And so, I think when it comes, I think it's less, it's less frustrating for me during, like, the family time. Like, with us and the kids. Because it's been, you've been doing this for over a decade. Right? So, you're talking about since Jay was born, you've been doing this. So, I'm used to it with the kids, like, it's just us, especially the weekends. It's like, the weekends is me and the kids. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. Um, If there's something that I want to do on the weekend, and you're on a gig, I ask mom, my mother-in-law, your mom. Mm -hmm. Um, If she can't do it, I've just gotten to the place in life, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Because everybody's just not going to keep my kids. I think that's something you and I agreed upon very early on that our kids weren't going to be just bouncing around from person to person. So if your mother can't keep them or my parents or our sisters can't keep them, then they just weren't going to be, we just weren't going to go. One of us was going to stay back or we wasn't going. Um, But it's frustrating. And I think um, the older I get, Okay, so for example, when we went to my doctor's wedding in October, that was the first event that you and I went to here in Dayton. In a long time. In years. I, I can't tell you the last time I just went to a wedding outside of me DJing. Not even it's a wedding. Like, you and I have never been to a play, but a we've concert. Been to gay- we've been to together. In Cincinnati, but I'm saying oh, like in here. Dayton. Okay. Like, the city we live in, when have we been to an event, like a formal event, a well-attended event? They be out of town. We go to ones out of town. <laughs> in Dayton. So, like, it was weird because it was, like, people that I see all the time in Dayton, this was the first time for some that they had met you because when I go places, you're always DJing. So... And I know you was like, I don't know if I want to go to this wedding. I'm like, you're going to this wedding because it's a chance for us to get out together. And the reason why I didn't want to go to the wedding because I work them all the time. Yeah, and I was like, I don't care. You're going to be a guest but, and you're going to go with me. And then I finally just was like, you know what? This would be my time to kind of go back and observe because it's hard being a DJ. At and a- just be out on a date with me. Because I'm going to be looking at the DJ like, don't you mess this up. I mean, right, but you're looking at it from a business. But I'm like, it's just a, it's just a chance for us yeah, to be I, in our city and, to, and to, go out on a date. I had to reframe my thoughts on how to even look at that. Get dressed up to hang out together in our city. And you know, we did all that trying to make sure everything was a okay with our with our outfits and my suit. 
And I'm like, I don't even know if I really, like, because I haven't bought a tie in a long time. I got a lot of ties, but I haven't bought a new tie in a while. Because I don't really like wearing ties. If I wear a suit, I'm kind of like, let me leave the collar open. But I was like, all right, let's go get a tie. I'm like, oh, I'm, even though I know this is a black tie event, I'm wondering how many people are going to be black tie. I would say 50% of the guys have on a suit, suit, uh, suit and tie. With tuxedos, yeah. But the other 50% had on a suit, but just a button down, no no tie. Or no suit jacket, just a shirt and tie. And I'm like, see, I did all that. And I, I but it was away. worth the investment. It was you worth have it. it. I, I have it, but I was kind of like, man, I just wanted because I'm like. But even she told me like, you know, a suit or a tux. So that's what the bride said. So I said, okay. But I will say, um, for the most part, I've accepted it mm-hmm. that this is my life. Um, probably very much like a preacher's wife or a CEO's wife or what an entrepreneur wife, where you just know, like, you're sharing your spouse with the business. Yeah, but now what what I can say though, or what we both can say, is that uh, over over due to the fact that the kids are a little bit older, we're able to do you're able to do a little bit more while I'm working. Just now. Just now. I mean, I mean, you know, literally like, just it, now. It, it's kind of like because I don't. I'm not a fan of them being home alone too long. So just yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, but. I mean, or even if they're not, even if we take them somewhere, sometimes we could take them somewhere and it's kind of like, you ain't watching babies. You watching somebody. That's yeah, they watch themselves. And I they mean, get and over there and they be mopping. <laughs> like I, my mommy put them to work. You know what I mean? Like right. they, they had an age to where they don't have to be like, you know, babysat. Right. You know, so. Because um, they be babysitting the grandparents for real. And, and, and you know, this this is one of those things to where I I also believe the reason why that I work like I work, we're just in a different day and age. And I remember when I look back at our parents' generation, the, ment- the mentality was, and I'm not going to go on my college thing, but the mentality was, you go to college, you get a good job. Mm-hmm. And that worked for our parents, the baby boomer generation. That worked. Yeah, They got a job. They worked that job for 30 years. They got a pension. And they retired. Right? Mm-hmm. How many jobs today got a pension? I know they got 401ks. But how many jobs or businesses, companies, have a pension? And even if they do... It's almost like a lot of people, and I think the reason why a lot of people are quitting too is because when you think about so many companies are all about that bottom line, right? Mm-hmm. What if they're like, they'll, they'll pretend everything is okay. And maybe it is. But they're like, shoot, we can make more if we cut out middle management, for example. Let's cut out middle management and we could save, you know, whatever, $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year. Companies just aren't loyal anymore. My point is companies just aren't loyal anymore. It's true. So you might be working for a company for 12 years. You got a lot of retirement built up in them. The next thing you know, they let you go. Now, I will say that's the reason why 401k, 
Roth IRAs, Roth 401k, those things exist because you can take them anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some companies got a match. They'll match you up to a certain percent, you know, 4%, 6%. But I'll never forget back in 2006 when I got laid off for my first time. I'm, what, 20, 26, 27, mm-hmm. 26. And they say, hey, you know, things are changing. We we no longer need your services. And it's just like you're at work every day. Everything is going well. Then it's just one day. You don't even see it coming. It just hits you. We're laying you off. Next year, I mean, I get a job, work there for about 10 months, get laid off again. And I made up in my mind, because I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I was trying to find it. And I made up in my mind, I got to do something. You know what I mean? And I never liked that feeling of collecting an unemployment check. So I became an entrepreneur. You know, I, I finally found what I wanted to do, and I've been working it. And I remember, you know, we went through our things where you like, yo, can you just take off one weekend a month? I mean, yeah, one week in a month. And I struggled with that, but then I started doing it. I'm like, I actually like this. Like, You ain't did it lately. <laughs> well, this year was different. This year was no, different. No, but we still, we went to Chicago. We went to That's Atlanta. That's not one week in a month, though. But we did it three different times. I've, I've taken off some time. But I gave the heads up because, see, I didn't do nothing. I didn't really work in 2020. That's why I ain't really said nothing about it. But, but I'm just now, saying, now, like, 2019, you were doing at least one week in a month. Mm-hmm. Now, this past seven, eight months, it's been go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I haven't really tripped is because I know it is you trying to, number one, like, make up for the lost time. Um. I felt like you were pent up in the sense that you wanted to get out there. You wanted to DJ. You wanted to instigate the part. Like, you had a desire to do that. And so, one thing that I... Was I backed up, yo. You were backed up. So, one thing that I have grown to, I won't say that I was where I am now 10 years ago, 12 years ago, because you have to realize that the kids were younger. And when you have younger kids, they are more demanding. And so, and I've always been, I've always been working. So you're gone on the weekends and evenings. I got younger kids. They need baths. They need this. They need that. And you're gone. So it was way more um, tense in that sense. Now, you know, they're 13 and 10. And it's like, go iron your clothes, take your shower, Warm up your food. Go get some gas in my car. You know, it's different. So I feel That's like. Coming. That's coming in the future. <laughs> so I feel like for me, even though I'm still, you know, air quote, tied down on the weekends, it's different because they're older. Mm-hmm. So they can be a little bit more independent. But at the same hand, like we talked about like weekly or biweekly having date night. Well, we ain't had date night, traditional date night, I don't think, this whole spring, summer. So. We haven't? No. We went to the wedding. Okay, we went to the wedding. <laughs> Great. So, once. Well, have we done Have We, done we it? have not. We have not. So, I'm just saying, like, that's the sacrifice that comes with 
being an entrepreneur's partner because it's like there are seasons, excuse me, that you just know you have to. We done something. Why, excuse me, why are you still. No, no. Anniversary, we did something. Okay, I'm talking about our regular date night. We have not done it. None this spring or summer. We haven't. With the exception of our anniversary and what else you said? The wedding. And the wedding. That's it. We sure haven't. We have not. I'm sitting up here thinking, like, we haven't. We ain't went to no movies, no dinners, we ain't nothing. So, I'm just saying. No. We did go to the movies one point. Hey, I don't bro, know. what movie did we go to? We ain't been to no movies because you want to watch HBO Max for everything. So you know we ain't been to no movies this year. We got the movies at home. Whatever. I'm talking about leaving the house to go to the movies. We ain't did no movies. None. Spring, summertime. None. And we already into fall slash winter. Yeah, this this year, I don't know. I can't tell you where I But my point is that I have given you the space to make up for the old and the new. And that is the sacrifice that you make when you know that you have a partner that's an entrepreneur. You have those times. But it is also when it becomes too much, I would encourage people to speak up and be like, hey, time out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we need to pull this thing together. Because that also, this is kind of off the subject, but on the subject, you'll look up and you ain't had sex either. Right, because it's like Monday through Friday is your regular job. Weekend is the gigging. You look up, you do that week after week after week after week. You like, wait a minute, when the last time we had sex? Yeah, because I mean, a lot of times I'm coming home and every the house is shut down. Right, so it's like, wait a minute. So I mean, it it is something that you have to. Everybody sacrifice. And so while I know you're the one out there on your feet, you're the one that's using, you know, your brain to think and to plan and to instigate, you know, everybody in the household is impacted. Now, while we all understand the cause and we all see the fruits of the labor, um, and it's good for the most part. I mean, I will say that the kids don't really complain. We've just accepted, like... That's your second job, if you will. But when, so, we, but when we do take a trip, we take a trip. I mean, right. So, like, we took so Jade when, to Chicago. You, that's when you say the fruits of the labor. I mean, we see it. And so we, we go along with it because we do understand, like, this this sacrifice also pays off and gives us opportunities to do other things as well. But it does grow tiresome at right. times which is so which is, which is why i'm at this point where 20 2020 2021 was awkward a lot of makeup just a lot of partying but i have come to the realization where i said i'm not doing that in 2022 as much i'm trying to figure out a way well it's quite easy to do it i ain't gonna say it's quite easy to do it but I just got to execute it to cut back, make more, cut back. You know what I mean? Make more money, but cut back the hours, which means I got to do something, which, you know, I have to make a change somewhere. 
because, like I said, Jade is getting older. Noah's getting older. Uh, you know, we've been married for 17 years plus. I want to make sure the plus is great. You know what I mean? I'm 40. I still got a lot of work in me. But it's just one of those things to where now wisdom is starting to kick in. Like, Because we're going to blink, and she's going to be graduating from high school. That. like, But wisdom is kicking in where it's like, Okay, you're doing great, but some things got to be tweaked. And one of the things that got to be tweaked is time. So now it's this challenge of how do you tweak the time and still make the money? Mm-hmm. Which is the reason why we're going into other business ventures to make money and stuff like that to where I can pull back and I'm sleeping, we're sleeping, and we're making money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, I feel like these past... 10 years has been a learning experience and it's like now it's really time to c- kick into to, to grow let me just say that just to grow I believe we're we're elite and it's time to kick into more eliteness you know what I mean and you just got to execute a plan we got to execute a plan to make that work but I want to have more weekends you know a lot of my weekends are still going to be occupied but I still want to have one or two weekends a month where it's like Y'all know I'm going to be around. You know what I mean? But this is the type of stuff that I wish. I wish somebody would have told us about this. But it like our lifestyle, and this is the reason why I want to be open about it now on the podcast. Because when people are getting married, how many people are going into marriage counseling getting this, this meat? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's I mean, because you think about the starting the business, you know, the you think about all the positives, mm-hmm. right, with being an entrepreneur. But there are some downsides to it. And they don't always have to be negative, but there are some Everything down, has pros and cons. There's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to have, whether you're a male or female, you do have to have a partner who understands. And I'm and I'm who understands. And I'm super grateful for that because not everybody can live or endure a relationship the way you're enduring a relationship. You know what I mean? And vice versa. Because you're a hustler too. But you don't your stuff kind of handles during, you know, quote unquote business hours. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a little bit over. Um, but You had like when I think about like for instance Jay and Beyonce, Jay Z and Beyonce. I said like I know them, J and B. <laughs> but when I think about them, they both are hustlers, so I'm both. I'm sure they both understand the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like when somebody's getting married, they have to understand what this person wants, you know. And you got to be ready for it and ready to sacrifice if it calls for a sacrifice. Well, everything is a sacrifice within marriage for the most part for some part of it but um yeah i'm I'm grateful that we've grown mm-hmm. you we didn't come into no marriage and i had a million dollars and you was just able to just sit back at home and just be this housewife we both came into this marriage hustling to build our career mm-hmm. and we've grown to understand my career to understand your career and to respect it. And to respect it. Yeah. But that's it was, the biggest it was, thing it was, to it respect was growing, it. It was growing pains because there was times where you had to kind of be like, babe, 
I need you around. Can you please take off a weekend? Yeah, because I'm and, tired. And at first, it was kind of like, what? You asked I'm me to tired. do this in June, and that's my peak season? But when I when I sat back and thought about it, and I heard you, it was like, I heard you. And it was kind of like, honestly, I can't be so, as a man, as a husband, I can't be so focused on protecting. and prov- I'm sorry, I can't be so um, focused on providing. It's part of our job, but I can't be overly focused just on that because now there's going to be other things that's going to lack. Mm-hmm. Like I can provide, but I also got to love. Yes. You know what I mean? I got to figure out, you know, I got to um, give into your love languages. I got to, I got to not give into it. I got to provide your mm-hmm. love language, you know? Mm-hmm. So. These are the things that I wish I would have known. Which I ain't gonna lie, making that money is part of my love language. But yet, but, still, but but that's part of it. It's there's, part of it. There's other it don't, parts. It doesn't of it. replace it. Yeah, it doesn't replace the other things. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you need physical touch. You need words, words, of, words, words of affirmation. So if I'm always working, I could be providing. But if you ain't getting words of affirmation or physical touch because I'm always gone, you start feeling. Empty in some parts. Mm-hmm. So now the p- providing part is kind of like, okay, I don't care about the providing part no more because I'm so empty over here. You know what I mean? Which is why I said you can look up and be like, dang, it's been like how long since we had sex? Mm-hmm. Because it's like you going, 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 going. And then it's like now there's this void for me where I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to get agitated. You know what I mean? Like he ain't paying me no attention. But it's because like, you done worked seven straight days for the last three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And so because I know you're tired, what am I about to sit up here and ex- have an expectation that there's going to be intimacy? So that's where prioritizing comes into play because it's like we need the date night. If you know you're on this long stretch for the next month, it's like where do you plug in even if it's a, even if it's a weekday? Where do you plug in a date? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to signal to me that I'm a priority, mm-hmm. that you're prioritizing me. Mm-hmm. But it is a sacrifice. I mean, it's like when you have a person, a partner that is an entrepreneur, it is truly a sacrifice for everyone. Everybody. And so even while you're trying to get the bag. Yeah, it's affecting people that don't even live in the house sometimes. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think because I am a hustler, like I met you, you were in the band. You worked a full-time job, but you were also a musician by weekend and evening. Right. And so I feel like I went into the relationship understanding that. Um, so it wasn't like foreign for me. Like, Oh God, he didn't create something new. Even though the DJM was, a new branch of creativity. Um, I was used to you saying you had practices on in the evenings. You had to do, you know, multiple services and on the weekend. So I knew we weren't going to church together and we weren't coming home together on the same at the same time because you had to stay back while I was gone. You know, so early on I understood what it was. Mm-hmm. Um So I think that's why I've been okay with it. And for the most part, nine times out of 10, I really don't complain. Mm 
it just gets to the point where I feel like a couple's trip is coming up, a concert is coming up, a comedy show is coming up, and I'm like, oh, God, I got to go by myself. You know, that that's when it kicks in like, huh, like, babe, seriously? Yeah. So, I mean, but for the most part, I've gotten used to it. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know. I've just gotten used to it. I think the kids have gotten used to it. We've gotten used to it. But going back to your downtime that I feel like you need at this point, Mm -hmm. when you sleep next to somebody every day, when you're married to them for 17 plus years, when you've been with them for almost 20 years, you recognize the signs like I can see it in your eyes I can hear it in your voice I can sense it in your agitation like it's time to take a pause it's time and you'll keep going 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 and it's like it is my job as your partner to be like enough is enough and there ain't another dollar that you need to go out here and get it is time. We need you. I need you to be your at your optimal health. Yeah. And I need you to hit the pause button. And here's an opportunity because it is the end of the year for you to hit that button. And that's out of love. There's just nothing else that we need that you need to be out here hustling like that for the next six weeks where you going seven days a week. It's just it's just nothing. When I can see you coughing. I can hear the raspiness in your voice. I see the redness in your eyes. You know, your snoring is times a thousand versus a hundred. Okay. So bath and body work sleep. No, Pillow it's because mist. I think you sick. But anyway, it's sleep. like Pillow mist. no. Sleep. Enough is enough. And that and when you and I don't I don't hit the pause button on you many a lot. But when I hit it, it's like, that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. Bring it on down. You know, I, honestly, it feels good to sometimes just turn down work. Lord, you know what I mean. Like, don't start turning down for me. But but just to sometimes say no. Slow it down. Sometimes just to say no. Like, I, I, I'd rather sit at home and watch a, a, a corny Netflix movie than go out and work. Um, That's just something starting up. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, um, what, what would, when it comes to, you know, just this new age, I, I'm just, I want to be wise, you know, and I just feel we, we really live this unconventional lifestyle. We still work, you know, we still working nine to five. Oh, but you're going to retire me soon. Yeah, yeah, but. We still working nine to five, but but when I just think about our parents and our the baby boomer generation, what we've been told and how it's supposed to be for us, I think that's what rattles us, because we have this picture of, I don't know what my life would be like if all I did was go to work Monday through Friday nine to five, and I got every evening every. It would weekend. be boring for you, but. Speaking about, you know, like the whole baby boomer generation, because my parents are baby boomers and, you know, they had the pleasure of working 30, 30 plus years and retiring from one place. Right. Mm -hmm. Even though they may have had multiple jobs at that place, they retired from one place. Mm -hmm. 
But honestly, you know. Or it might be for the for the city or something, you know. For the city, yeah. for the county, like what state, saying, whatever, district. right? Mm-hmm. But I just don't, you know, like when I sat there recently, I've gone through my retirements because my whole, from the time I interned as a college student up until now, I've been in a state system, whether it's county, city, or state, right? And so um, there's a retirement system that I invested in, blah, 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 blah. And I've been in that system now 16 years, roughly. Um, But when I called to find out about my retirement benefits, right, because I was talking to my, um, like, my financial advisor on just, like, my updating my portfolio, he's like, okay, so where are you with your retirement stuff? So I had to call, and because I have three different, you know, retirement systems. I had to call each one to figure out where I was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, bump 30 years. 65. It's like 65. Like, yeah. oh, I ain't got 24 more years in me. Yeah. Because, I mean, we started our careers young. Young. I'm like, do what? Yeah. 24 more years? I don't have it. I can't do it. Yeah. Cause, so what cause am I going to do? You should be retiring at what? At 50, 52? For real. You know? I'm like, oh, you want me to retire at like, 65, 66. So right there, they let you know 30 years is out. 30 years is done, yeah, right? So if you start your career right out of college, you starting at what, 22, 23? 23, 24. It's over. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, you want me to work how many more years? And then when you start to break down your monthly benefit amount, mm-hmm. that's what got me. So if I wait till I'm 65, I won't give the monthly amount. But... I'm like, what I'm gonna do with that? So when you start talking about entrepreneurs, like we have a friend, I have a friend, me and one of my mutual friends, we have a friend. She's young, but she's getting ready to retire in a year and a half. She's been working in the in the state system since she came out of high school, right? Young, but she was able to get grandfathered into that system. Because she started out so young that she could come out at 30. But oh, 30 years. 30 years. Mm-hmm. But that ain't my case. So I'm like, you almost have to have an extra hustle, an extra source of income, a, a plan B, C, or D. Yeah, because these companies will lay you off too. They'll lay you off, but you want me to be like, and a walker coming up out of here talking about I'm retired. Yeah, just, like, based on this what is we, not about to work. Based on what we was told by our parents and that our parent generation, it just doesn't match up. I work mean, 30 years, get you a good job, work 30 years, and retire. And it's the like, first thing they that, told me 65. The first thing my dad and grandmother say, my grandmother is 97. My dad is like 68, 69. The first thing they'll say when you get a new job, but what about your retirement? Listen, this is a different kind of retirement, okay? So they want me to work another 22, 23 years before I can even, not even get what I make now, monthly, just a fraction of that. So it's like I can retire in 22, 23 more years and still can't maintain the life that I have now based off my current salary so when you start looking at that it makes you think about number one 
other sources of income, streams of income. Mm-hmm. It makes you think about, you know, diversifying your portfolio, getting into investments. And that's why I see people getting into cryptocurrency and all these other things because they're trying to figure out what are some other streams of income. The traditional, I'm going to work 30 years, 35 years, 40 years. I'm going to come out. I'm going to retire. I'm going to be good. And you, and to be quite honest, I ain't going to no. say it's none, but it's not many people that's of that baby boomer generation that's living that retired lifestyle that I desire. They're on restricted budgets. Yeah. So, like, when taxes go, when taxes go up or because we're dealing with inflation Some. and then their rent or, you know, their mortgage go up because the taxes went up. So, now the escrow is going up. So, now that – which causes their mortgage payment to go up. I've heard I've heard a story recently where a person's rent – when a uh, mortgage went up $300 because of the tax increase. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm on a fixed income. I can't afford this. So, what do people do? They go back and they get second jobs. Or they sell. And, or they sell. And, and at, at, at a retirement age, who wants to sell? Like, I want to be settled in my house that I've been paying for 30 years. You know what I mean? Some of them just want to settle and be done. Like, I don't want to worry about this. I want to worry about my mortgage. I don't want to worry about a mortgage payment. because they Or they could be done with their mortgage. And then the taxes go up, and it's like... That's now I got a, now I got a, a a new mortgage because it's my taxes that I got to pay every month, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's why well, I twice a month or twice a year depending on the Well, time. twice a year. But that's why I don't knock what you do, right? Because I understand the method behind the madness. Um I understand where you're trying to get us and what you're trying to position us to do. But there does have to be a turn up you know, in the plan because you can't do this for another, at this rate, another 10, 15 years. So, you know, you do have to begin to think about how do you diversify the money that you're making into other businesses? What do we do long-term? Because I'm telling you, I done said it on here. I done said it a million times. When my son graduates from high school, I'm done with traditional work. I'm done because by that time I have done my 30 years. I'm done. So whatever that looked like afterwards, only God knows, but I just can't see myself another 25 years going in nine to five, dragging myself in. Don't get me wrong. Love, love what I do. Grateful for the opportunities that I've had Mm -hmm. and that I have, but I just feel like it is not necessarily for me mm-hmm. living my best life. And, you know, and that's where a lot of people are quitting now. They're like, I'm tired of this 9 to 5, getting up. The I monotonous, get- day yeah. in, day out, yeah. same thing, weekend, Monday through Friday. Like, no. So that's why I think I'm supportive because I can see the bigger vision. Mm-hmm. I can see that soon that you're – DJ business will surpass all expectations of a daytime income and you can be your own boss. You know, when you think about it, we're living for the four weeks of vacation. We're living for the one sick day that's accrued every month. We're living for these things, but there are people who have created their own businesses with employees, successful 
able to have the flexibility to support their families in whatever situation, take their kids to school, mm-hmm. but all kinds of things. I don't knock the nine to five. I don't knock having an employer. Yeah. What I'm saying is we are in, we are of a different time. And so we have to think more progressive in the sense of what are, how are we securing our future? Not relying on companies and corporations to secure us, but how are we securing our future? Because I think that independent thinking or that dependent thinking, I should say, of like, well, I'm going to sit back and just work this time. And then, you know, the system going to take care of me. It's gone. It's over. G-O-N-E. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And you and I both have seen it. People who have sacrificed vacations, family time, holidays, anniversaries, birthdays, all kinds of stuff for the name of their job. And then the job be like, well, we're moving in a different direction. Yeah. You know what I'm the saying? Worst. So the it's worst. like, how do you really take control of your own future and how do you make that work for you and your family? Yeah. And I think, I think we're seeing a generation of people who are really, we're so used to this traditional route of things where people are really starting to make their own route and create their own way. Like people are really just creating their own way. Which is what we see in the great recession. Is that people are like, screw y'all. For telling me when I'm coming in and when I'm leaving. Screw y'all for telling me I'm going to work on Thanksgiving or Christmas or not. I'm going to create my own thing. I'm going to sacrifice to get it up off the ground. The PPP money, like we said before, has really helped people to do that. Mm-hmm. And people ain't looking back. Nope. nope. And so I think companies are in trouble. And I, because I, the, the, shape, the shape of work is being reshaped now. Yeah. And so I will plug one person that I really follow. And I mean, I've learned a lot and she's on Instagram. Her name, her Instagram handle name is resume attic. And I thought you were going to say Coco Chanel. No (laughs) resume attic on Instagram. And she's a um, former HR recruiter. And she just talks about how this same subject, like the traditional working is over and how, you're in a position now, right now, in this current moment in time in 2021, where you get to basically call the shots on if they want you, you get to you get to have your demands on what you feel like you need in order for you to be able to do that job. Mm-hmm. And so right they, now, they need workers. right now is the year of the employees. Mm-hmm. You know, historically, it's always been about what does the employer want? And so we're going to shift ourselves to make ourselves attractive to the employer. But right now, employers are trying to make themselves attractive to the employees. And so with that, I feel like you have to think about what you want. You got to think about what are going to serve. What's, what's the, what's, what's going to serve your family best serve your family mm-hmm. and do it. Cause yeah, I mean, I think it's almost like we got this great recession, but it feels like the great awakening for sure. Like people are just being a woke, woke, 
woke. That was the word, what, in 2020. People are just being a little bit more woke about the stuff that we probably should. Like, this because, don't serve me no more, yeah, so be, I'm out. Because I think, it, I think the, it boils down to this is what we've always been drilled to believe. You get a job, you work it, be happy, da da da. And I think people are like, wait a minute, hold on. This ain't working for me. I know this is what you told me, but I'm not feeling it. You know what I mean? Like People are like, I know you told me to go to school, get a good job, retire in 30 years, but I don't want to do this for another 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I wanna- but, but no, but I think what got people was when the, when, when the kids had to be home. That's what That's got true. people because it was like, even for me, I had to go in the office. Both kids were at home. And you sitting up here. And, I mean, you know, I contemplated back and forth. I was like, how am I going to keep this job? Mm-hmm. Love my job. But how am I going to keep this job? And I'm teaching remote, trying to help them from my office. And they at home. Mm-hmm. But I got meetings back to back. You're in meetings all day. You're working. What am I about to do? And so you felt this. I couldn't imagine the kids being any younger. Man, like listen. like kindergarten and third grade, right? Oh, like, what am I about to do? And, and see, that's the other thing. These single moms that... They had to make a decision. They had to make... And the, those, like, I know sometimes people are like, well, why are people sitting on unemployment? There's some people that where you're like, I understand. They had to make a decision. I, like the decision sing- was, I'm going to let these kids be in this house by themselves and hope and pray they don't do nothing that's going to hurt themselves. While I'm at work, or or, or I'm or, gonna or, quit and go on unemployment. Yeah. What am I about to do? Yeah. People I mean, had to make a decision. People had to make a decision, and I can't say for those people who had to make a decision that I don't. I I I, I get. I understood. I understood. Because I, I almost was there. You know me. I was like, well, I, I, I can't I, do this. And I'm working from home, but it was hard for me to try to help the kids. Which meant. It was on me because they calling me, blowing me up. And I'm like, yeah, but you're working too. And I'm like, guys. So then I'm coming home trying to teach at night. I'm tired. They're tired. On top of cooking. On top of cooking. On top of preparing for the next day for yourself. I was like, I can't do this. I mean, I was literally back up against the wall of like, I can't do this. Like, I was really contemplating, do I go in there and tell them I quit? Do I go in there and tell them that I need to work part-time? Ding, ding, like, ding. what am I going to do? That's the feeling of a whole lot of people. A lot of people. The only crazy. saving grace for me was I had you because I knew they were at least safe. So I was like, I ain't got to worry about if they eating, if they doing what they supposed to do, if they safe. But academically... What the heck are they doing? So this could be <laughs> so, this could be a whole nother podcast. And and um and maybe we might continue on the next week. But one day you kind you came to the realization, and I remember you told me like I don't want you just to be my husband or my lover. I want you to be my partner. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know. I heard I just recently heard this, probably about within the last two weeks, somebody kind of mentioned the same thing. And I was just like, I feel that. I get it. Because there's a difference. There's a difference. There, Because we love each other. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I do know is a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now and vice versa, a lot of stuff that you're doing now, you 
you got the grit, and I'm sure a lot of stuff you could you if you put your mind to it, you can you can do it. But you wouldn't have got two masters if it wasn't for my support. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could have still did it, mm-hmm. but it made it more easy. It did because I partnered with you, and at that time the kids were young. They were, and this is why I get under I, I get upset for anybody that overlooks you or don't understand your grind because I've seen you up at <laughs> to one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning working on the paper. Mm-hmm. When you and the, get up and go to work the next yeah, day. And when you was working in the classroom as an educator, grading papers. And I know it's plenty of teachers that be up late night grading papers. Mm-hmm. But it would if I knew you was in that mode of you need to study, you need to write a paper, I'm like, all right, kids, let's go to the park. Hey, mm-hmm. don't go in there. Let mommy, you know, she's she's working on something right now. She's working. She's doing schoolwork. You know what I mean? So when it comes down to relationships, especially in a, mar- in a marriage or, you know, um, your, your, your significant other, are you all just in love with each other as in being in love? And or, and or, are y'all lovers and are y'all partners? Mm-hmm. And you know which role you're playing. Because we are really, we definitely are partners. We love each other, mm-hmm. but we're definitely partners too. Mm-hmm. Because it was times where, it's, it's even with the money. And the way we do our money, this could be a whole different podcast. But the way we view money within a relationship, we tried to do it traditionally. And did then not we, work. Yeah, it did not work. And then we was like, we got to figure out our own budgeting system. And we ain't really had no money argument Mm-mm. about paying bills or the way we do our finances is not the traditional way. No, I think in the last 10 years. We have not had any arguments not. about Mm-mm. money. Oh. And, and, but we figured out our own system for our relationship. Um, I couldn't DJ. The way that I do, especially, you know, because we got kids. Now, if I was a single man, that's different. But because I got responsibilities, I got kids, I couldn't do what I'm doing unless you was my partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, I, you know, I think the moral of the story with this whole time that we've been talking, it's like when it comes to relationships, especially marriage or just, you know, relationships, you really got to make it your own thing. You really have to make it your own thing. You really? Because like I you, can't even say, like, we are, like, mimicking a relationship that's similar. Like, there is no relationship that is similar. Yeah. And then also, let me say like, this, too. There isn't. I think I think a lot of people are breaking out of the mentality of, I'm going to do this because this is what I was told to do. And people are really starting to think for themselves. Which is why people are quitting their jobs. Because mm-hmm. people are coming to realization like, I don't have to wake up every day and not be happy. Okay. If they're not happy with their job. I'm just saying. So they're like, I'm going to take this unemployment money. Okay. And it's going to float and me. And sit down and create me a business plan and figure out what I'm about to do next. Because what I was thinking about this today, like, as I was working, I'm like, man... Something, this is the reason why I'm looking forward to these breaks that I have. Like, this month I only have four events. I didn't have anything last weekend. I don't have anything this weekend. And it it I need space and time to be able to clear my head. Because when you work a job, that one week vacation don't cut it. Sure don't. 
Like sometimes one week, two week. So sometimes you need a whole. Weeks. Sometimes you might need a whole month or even a year. For real. I'll never forget, and I think I probably said this on this podcast too. Silk the Shocker from No Limit Records, Master P's little brother, has said something like, "I took a year off." A year. Like he said, I didn't make. No, well, he probably made a little bit of music, but he was like, "I made so much money that I didn't have any time to spend it." And he was like, I took off a year to be able to enjoy life, rethink, refocus, keyword, refocus. Because, man, when you're just doing, 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 it's hard to focus. It's hard to just sit back and say, I need to come up with a plan without any distractions. So that's why I'm like, some people might need a whole year off. If you can afford it, do it. If you can afford it, do it. But But the last thing that I would say is that when it comes, and we can do a whole podcast on, um, you know, spouse versus partner. I think in my mind, you begin to romanticize when you say, oh, my husband, my wife, um, my girlfriend, my boyfriend. When you, you begin to have expectations of what that's supposed to look like, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get irritated and annoyed when that person don't meet those expectations. Oh, you didn't, you didn't, you know, say this to me and you didn't rub my feet and give me a massage and you didn't. Okay. All of those things, if that's what you need are important and your partner should know those cues. But at the same time, you get to a point after you've been together, like for us for so long, where it's bigger than that. The vision is bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? It's about, How are we going to secure our family? How do we, how do I help you to, to fulfill everything that you have a desire to fulfill and vice versa? And then how do I clear the path for you to do it? Because sometimes there are certain partners that can be so threatened and intimidated, um, competing for time and attention Mm -hmm. that you, block your partner or your you know your boyfriend your husband whatever your wife from really fulfilling their destiny my job is not to block that my job is to clear the clear the way mm-hmm. understanding and believing that you have wisdom and respect for who I am and for our relationship that you're going to prioritize us while you fulfill your purpose mm-hmm. because you recognize that I have a purpose that is undeniable. And I recognize that you have a purpose that's undeniable. So how am I being a good whatever, partner, wife, whatever, if I'm not truly helping you to fulfill the call that you have on your life? So for me, I got to get out of my head about, well, that's my husband and he's supposed to be doing this and he's supposed to be here and waiting for me and doing this and that to really understanding you have a call. So when you look at like Coretta Scott King, you know, Betty Shabazz, some of these dynamic women in our history mm-hmm. whose men have been called to a higher purpose, right? There's a lot of sacrifice that they had to make, but they understood, as they say in today's term, they understood the assignment. So when you understand the assignment of your partner, then it's like, 
the relationship is elevated because yeah. now it ain't personal. You know what I'm saying? Now it's not all about me. It's about us. He has, purpose. he or she has a calling. They have a purpose that I know is God ordained. So I can't stand in the way of that. And so like for me, our definition of partnership is like, how do I support you? How do you support me? How do we do this together? How do we both succeed? And it's not about a competition of who's doing what first and who's doing what when. It's about how do I help you? What what step ladder do I need to get for you to for you to hit your mark? And for me, it's like, let me bend over and make sure, you know, I help you reach yours, you know, in terms of like, if you got to step on my back to get it, go get it. And so I think I just recognized that I had unrealistic expectations based off of what we was told, what we were told, what we seen mm-hmm. movies, what we didn't see in our parents' relationships. We ain't knocked no lamps off no table yet. We ain't knocked no lamps off. We got real jobs. Real okay. Bills. Real tired. All right. <laughs> but. You know, what we see in movies, what we hear in music, what we see, you know, we seen or not seen in our parents' relationships or relationships around us that we want to mimic and duplicate. But realistically, that ain't your situation. So when you recognize this is my partner, ride or die, good, bad, ugly, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have some good days. We're going to have some bad ones. Yeah, we got to understand in our bad days. This is temporary. This is temporary. Yeah. And I think you 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 accept that it's temporary when you shift your thinking to partnership. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we're gonna get through this. How are we gonna get through this? How do you want me to help you to help how how can I help you to get what you need to get? Yeah. Let's save that for another podcast. So that's that I think that's a whole other subject that needs to be that we need to discuss. And historically in our relationship, we've done that. You have not said, don't get another degree. You have not said, you know, don't do it. Well, after you get that second one, I was like. Well, my second master's. Your second master's. But now. Hey, don't you go back to school another night. But to spend money. Because I'll go to school forever. I like school. But financially. She better slow down. But financially, you know, getting a doctorate degree would be expensive. But I've been recruited by universities for them to pay for it. But, you know, we'll see. Time will tell. God bless you, daughter. Well, I think this is a really good conversation. And um, we can go on and on and on about it. But as you know, jump in them comments, y'all, because we want to hear from you. Um... But other than that, I'm DJ Doris E. And I'm Maya Doris C. Hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend or two. Subscribe, share. Pass the word. Pass the word. I think this is a great conversation because, um, yeah, partnership versus spouse. But we holla at y'all next week, y'all. Until next time.